Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast. She's Mia. And she's Morsh. And together we are Mia and Morsh. <laughs> I actually hate you so much. Anyway, this is I'm Good Actually, our podcast where we talk all things life and dating, but once you hit your 30s and it all gets a little bit more depressing. Hello there. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Welcome to our brilliant podcast. I'm good. Actually. Oh, we're going like full CBeebies presenter today, are we? Yeah, sorry. I don't know why that was. No, I liked uh, it. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, what a fun day. <laughs> Mia, I want you to say hello too. I did say hello. Oh, no, oh, I didn't. You just sat there grinning at me. <laughs> <laughs> hello, everyone. We are here. Um, poor Mia's got a sore little throat today. I have. I'm poorly. But I'm still here because I am a fighter. Oh, that was a good fake illness voice you put on. I might get you to ring my boss for me. Oh, yeah, I was always really good at that. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if my boss will listen to this, so that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> She'd never do such a thing. Never. God. Um, how are you, apart from your wild illness? Wild illness? <laughs> wild. <laughs> so I just like caught it from a wolf or something. <laughs> you licked your horse's anus and now you're unwell. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's fine. I'll allow it. Um, I'm all right. Pretty chill, yeah. pretty chill weekend. It's all been oh well. I had the kids. Went and saw some fireworks. Very wholesome. Gorgeous. And then that's about it. I had a bath yesterday. That was nice. Oh wowzers! You know I love a good bath. Got a couple drunk texts off Voldemort, but we're not going to go into that because I'm bored of giving him the airtime. To be honest. Yeah, he doesn't deserve it. But I will say that if his girlfriend happens to be listening to this, you really should dump him. Yeah, you might want to reconsider that. You might want to read his messages. <laughs> oh, God, if this if she is listening and this is how she finds out. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What did you get up to this weekend? Um, I had a bit of an up and down weekend, to be honest. I was quite depressed <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> I, love that you say, I love that you say that with a proper, like, hearty laugh. <laughs> well, you got to laugh, haven't you? you got to laugh. Um... Yeah, I wasn't feeling too hot on Thursday and Friday. I think it's it's good to be transparent about yes, these things. 100%. We aren't we aren't always beautiful, hilarious, charismatic, funny women <laughs> just ninety five percent of the time. Yeah. Um yeah, so Friday I didn't really do anything. And then Saturday I went to see Trixie Mattel and Katia, the drag queens. I'm very jealous. They were very good, very funny. Nice. And I feel like after having a bit of down time it was just what I needed to just go and laugh and then I chipped my tooth oh here we go the fucking saga of the tooth half my listeners half my tooth has disappeared and Mia doesn't care it's not that I don't care it's just that I think that you're you're having a bit of a hypochondriac moment where half my tooth your whole mouth 
broken off and I ate it. I literally was eating yeah. something and thought that was really crunchy considering what I'm eating is soft and it was my tooth. <laughs> what, what were you eating? I was, so you know I bought you, I was very nice to everyone listening and I bought Mia some sweets to say thank you for being an amazing podcast companion um and I actually bought myself some <laughs> too oh nice um, yeah so I was eating some jelly sweets all right so when you say you're eating something soft you mean you're well, eating one thing that's yeah but they're gonna that's what's gonna pull a tooth out more than anything is a chewy sweet isn't it yeah but in my defense I didn't know this no I know drama was gonna happen I'm, I'm not blaming you <laughs> it's not my fault I think maybe I've just, because I've got such shit teeth, the thought of like half a tooth falling out, I'm just like, yeah, that happens all the time. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, it freaked me out. It is annoying. So, yeah. yeah, it is annoying when you get that crunch and you're like, ah, oh, that was a bit of tooth. Cool. Yeah, see, I was like, oh, I must have had like a particularly sharp mini egg. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was only rooting around in my mouth last night after eating some popcorn. That I was like, ah, half my tooth's gone. Fun. Rooting around in your mouth. Yeah, so um, to anyone listening listening, thinking that we might have something interesting to say for our intro, the most interesting thing that's happened to me is half my teeth have fallen out of my mouth when I ate them. Yeah, I'll try try and do something scandalous (laughs) for next week. I thought you were going to say, I'll try and edit this so it's a bit more entertaining. There's no hope there. <laughs> no, Sorry. no. I've just had a really boring week, so I'll just like I'll go yeah. do someone inappropriate, and it'll be fine. Yay! Okay, me is going to save the day next week. Bear with us. You're welcome, guys. I'm taking one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we actually start, I feel like I need to <laughs> to brace the listeners because I found a new button on our podcast <laughs> recording software. And it is bringing us so much joy because I just press a little button and it does this. <laughs> Plus, we are actually talking about quite a loaded topic for us this week and it's helping us. Every time one of us gets stressed now, I'm just going to hit that and it just makes us giggle and we'll all feel better. Uh, so, yeah, if you hear that throughout, that's why. Okay. I really hope that sound recorded. It's not just us that can hear it. Can you imagine? Do you want to li- try it? No, I'm just going to wing it and let's hope for okay. the best. Um, yeah, so this week we are talking the unexpected breakup. Um, when you're in a pretty long-term relationship, well, no, a long-term relationship, and suddenly the rug is pulled from your feet and you're not in that relationship anymore. <laughs> um, not much fun, but um, don't worry, we'll still find something to laugh about. <laughs> I'm sure we will. I'm sure we still managed to turn our trauma into something funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that's how we deal with traumas. Uh, we laugh about it. But yeah, we both went through um really unexpected breakups of long term relationships. Um when you went through that, like how, I mean, how was it for you? Seems like a stupid question, but like mm. how did it all go down and like fall out for you? Um, well, like you said, it was very, very unexpected. We'd been together for five years I think it was Mm. and like we just got back from holiday and we had plans um I mean we were still making future plans like in the days before the breakup which I think was one of the things that it took me a long time to get my head around 
Um, yeah. And it all kind of went down just before Christmas as well. It was just before Christmas 2020. So it was it was literally the week before Christmas. So that was pretty shit. And I think it was just, I was not okay for quite a long time. Um, and I think a large part of it was the unexpectedness of it. Like, obviously, when the person does the breaking up, they know it's coming. They might yeah. not have planned the time when it comes, but they've certainly had it in their head for a while. You can kind of get used to that idea and prepare yourself. Whereas when you're the recipient of that, you've got, like, you perfect way to describe it, like the rug just literally gets pulled out from underneath you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had, it was rough for a long time. And uh, I went to the doctors to get some antidepressants because I literally, in the weeks that followed it, I was just like, I I genuinely got to a point where I was like, I don't think I can get through this on my own. I don't think this is yeah. something that I can recover from, just me. Um, so I went and was put on antidepressants. And luckily enough, I was really lucky that I got... Um, like private health insurance at work so I could have therapy through mm. that and Jesus Christ that therapy saved my life yeah 100%. Um, so I started the therapy at the end of January so I was like a month in and that January was really hard because obviously I had to find a new place to live and where like the whole Christmas New Year period had happened like I couldn't start doing that until the first week of January so that was two yeah. weeks after the breakup so I kind of had the whole Christmas period like waiting to be able to do anything and there was a lot of things that contributed to how hard that was like obviously any breakup's difficult but I feel like the unexpectedness of it really does make it so much worse when you when you're younger and you're in a relationship with someone and you you don't really think about whether you're going to marry them or mm. you don't really have that long-term thing but when you're with someone that you genuinely believe like if someone had said to me are you going to marry this man are you going to spend the rest of your life with him I'd be like of course I am like it was yeah. just it wasn't even a good like for me it just felt like it wasn't even a conscious decision it was just what was going to happen the sun was yeah. going to come up tomorrow morning I was going to go to work I was going to marry him like it was yeah. just and I think there were so many factors that just went over in my head afterwards and I think literally the biggest thing for me was how did I get it so wrong mm -hmm. like how was I just so wrong about that situation like and yeah. I was embarrassed and I felt like an idiot for thinking something so wholeheartedly one way where he obviously felt the complete opposite yeah and all of these things like not only are you just dealing with the actual heartbreak of it you've got all of these thoughts going around your head and I mean it didn't help for me that I worked with him <laughs> yeah that say, added an extra layer yeah don't shit on your own doorstep listeners um <laughs> and I certainly yes. did so the the trouble that I had was that I had to go into work and see him every day. And I mean, we split up on yeah, the Sunday. Horrendous. I had to go into the office on the Monday. Like he left the house and then on the Monday I had to go into work and sit opposite him. It was awful. Um, I honestly still don't know how you did that. Like I, that blows my mind. Like it actually blows my mind that you went into the office that day. And I just had to sit there. And I remember on the Tuesday, all of our team had to be told because they knew like we were very open about our issue everyone knew it was together so and he had yeah. to go and tell all of our team and he would get up and walk off with someone and and come back and then ask someone else to go for a chat and walk off and oh, I had to just horrible. sit there knowing the conversations that he was having and every time someone came back they'd look at me with all like these 
sympathy faces and I'd just be like, ah, I don't like it, I don't like it. And I just had to sit there like tapping away, pretending to work. It was, it was hardcore. But I mean, that wasn't anything, that wasn't his fault. It was just a process that we had to go through. It was just unfortunate that we worked together. Mm. But when, you, I know you said like, when you look back now, you don't know how I did it. I don't think I did anything consciously for about a month. I don't mm-hmm. think I started to actually kind of register stuff until I'd moved into my new place, which was on the 1st of February. Yeah. You're just you're just running on autopilot, aren't you? Literally. It sounds so dramatic and it sounds like something just people say, but I genuinely, there's so much stuff that people tell me about that January that I can't remember. Well, yeah, that's what, it's trauma. Yeah. And even now, like, I can't really remember. There's bits of the day when it happened I can remember. There's like small flashes of like memory, but I couldn't tell you from start to finish what happened that day now. Yeah. It's 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 like my brain has just gone, that is too much. Yeah. Like but that is literally what it's doing. It's protecting you from yeah. something that traumatized you. That yeah. is literally what happens. Like I don't remember my mum telling me when her and my stepdad broke up. Like I have no memory of any- <laughs> that wasn't yeah. me crying, that was my throat crying. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like the trauma response of your brain to just go, you don't need to remember that. But what's what's annoying is that your brain does that, but then at the worst moments it goes, actually, let's remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, remember this? My brain's like, yeah, we're going to block it out. But it's like, oh, you're trying to sleep. Oh, it's half two in the morning. You've got work tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Let's remember that time your ex-boyfriend left you. Um, yeah, so I, I genuinely feel like the only way I kind of got through the first month of it was just, it was literally on autopilot. Get up, go to work, come home, eat, yeah. cry, go to sleep, get up, go to work. That was that was literally my life. For mm-hmm. And I think part of it was the moving into a new place. Um, and I really didn't want to leave our flat that we lived in because I loved it. And I loved it was a nice flat. Him. So the day I moved out, I was really upset. But then literally the next day I was like, oh, my God, I actually feel so much better just being in a place that isn't associated with yeah. him. Like it really did a lot for me. and I wasn't expected it to. So I think that teamed with starting therapy because I started therapy the day after I moved out. Nice. That's good timing. Uh, it was very good timing. And I genuinely think that was the start of my kind of healing journey. So I think I had six weeks yeah. of I can't function. And everyone around me was like, you can't function. Don't fucking worry about it. Just mm-hmm. wake up the next day. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That was pretty much what being your friend was at that time, I think, was just being like, yeah, stuff shit. It's fine. We got this. Yeah. I think like, that was what I yeah. needed as well. Like people just being like, you don't have to do this. And oh my god, like trying to find a new flat when all Ugh. you want to do is lay in bed and cry. Yeah. Trying to actually sort out moving and the logistics yeah. of everything we were going to do with all of our belongings and our flat and moving yeah. it all to a new place. And we had to keep meeting up and going for all of our shit. And oh, it was just awful. Mm. Yeah. But I got there. I'm here. You did. Look at you now. Look at me now. Smashing it. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. So <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things that I look back on now and I'm like, that was awful. But I can really see like the building blocks of how it's made me who I am today and the things that I do differently now. So yeah, yeah. that's my, that's my shit story. What's your shit story, Mia? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's quite similar in a lot of ways, actually, isn't it? Mm. um like I think we had had some 
more tough times. So like it maybe shouldn't have been such a shock. But we'd like we'd got through some real shit in the years that we were together. We were together nearly seven years. Mm-hmm. And there'd been a lot of stuff. Um a lot of stuff that's like his personal journey. So I don't I'm not gonna talk about because it it's not my story. But yeah, it kind of we were we were on the up. Like everything seemed a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, although you might disagree from that wedding we went to together. <laughs> no, I've, I I can appreciate it because I went through the same that people have just because you have a bad period doesn't mean you have a mm. bad relationship. And yeah, that was what I kept telling myself, and it turned out wasn't true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it was like, sort of, I did my birthday, had a massive, like, year late 30th because of COVID, um, and had, like, the fucking best birthday I've had in years, and then a couple of days later, we were sitting on the sofa one Sunday watching the Formula One, and we'd been talking about getting some couples counselling, and I'd found somebody, so I sort of said, should we pick a date, and he just said, no, it's not worth it. And that was kind of the moment where I was like, oh, shit, everything has changed. Like like you said, like that whole future that you thought you had. Mm. And I think that's what's really difficult about it is because you do go, you have to go through a grieving process of a future that you had already written, even though it hadn't mm. happened. Mm-hmm. This whole life you thought you were going to have, you have to mourn the fact that that life will never exist now. Like that is not. Completely. And I think it's very similar to like someone dying. I know it's not as final, but to me, it was like that that person that was going to be my husband and the father of my kids Mm -hmm. was gone. And yeah, it is grief. It is grief. It is. Yeah. It's just like they've died. Like they're just suddenly all of a sudden not there. We had this sort of difficult thing as well as we didn't have that like the decision was made and then instant space like he stayed here um and because we had the kids we didn't tell the kids it happened until he was going to be able to move out because it was it would have just been so complicated so we were literally sharing a bed for like a month after (laughs) we broke up it was horrific like I'd literally just sit up until so late just watching shit on telly drinking a bottle of wine like every night so that I didn't have to get into that bed until I really, really had yeah. to. It was was it was it not an option that he like slept on the sofa or anything like that? Well, then the kids would have figured it out, wouldn't they? So it's like yeah. it was just yeah. trying to keep things as normal as we could for the kids until it happened. But you know, you said to me, you don't know how I went to the office and did that. I don't know how you had yeah. him in the house and did that. Like it's it's to me that's it exactly, horrendous. It's just as hard. Mm, yeah, it was pretty horrific. It was a lot, mm. and like obviously you go through so many emotions, and a lot of time when you break up with someone, you go through those emotions, and you might want to like text and call them a prick or whatever. Mm. But he was like here, and we both were yeah. working from home, so mm. we were literally in the same house. It wasn't just at night; it was all fucking day. So like those moments of anger and like how fucking dare you moments, mm. instead of just being able to like feel it but not really have to show it to them he was just getting all these fucking emotional swings plus adding to that I've got fucking Mm. BPD so those emotional swings are pretty intense (laughs) like yeah it was rough it was really really rough and yeah it still makes me feel a little bit sick thinking back to that because it was just it's so shit and like you said you Mm. do you start doubting everything about yourself because you're like well if I believed that 
like what the fuck else yeah and I felt very like it's just it's it's me like I I went into a big like everyone always leaves spiral I appreciate why as well yeah 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 but yeah it was I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it I don't think it's like something that I think everyone should go through but I, I did I think I coped I think I coped better than people expected me to I think it was rough yeah. and there were yeah. some really low times but I think I somehow held it together in a way that I think even surprised me to be honest you kind of you kind of had to though because of the kids yeah you did a very, yeah, I, I completely agree with what you said. I think not that you handled it better than I thought you would. It wasn't that I thought you were going to like lose your fucking marbles, but in the same breath, you, you could have, it would have been completely justified for you mm. to have been more of a mess than you were. But I know the yeah. only reason you weren't wasn't because you weren't feeling it. It was because of the kids. Yeah. Which is admirable. Thanks. One of the things that I found (laughs) that I found really hard was the fact that it was like it meant that I was having to go back. Like, you know, I've been a single mum before. Mm. I've done this shit before. And it was just such a shit feeling of like, oh, cool, we're doing this again. Like having Mm. to sign up to the benefits again, having to skip meals so that the kids will eat again. Like it just Mm. felt so I was so fucking angry Mm. that I was back in that position of shitness. Mm. And I was just like, it's not. It, it felt, I just felt like like full on just went to throw attention being like it's not fair like when is my chance to actually yeah. be happy and comfortable and not worrying about everything it was just yeah it was fucking shit <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love how serious this show is and we're like nope too serious press the button um <laughs> No, I completely yeah. agree. I think the only difference with us is that you had that immediate anger, genuinely, again, because of your kids and because what it yeah. meant for you, but them as well. Whereas I think the only difference to me is I genuinely didn't have that anger for a long time. It was only once mm. I had kind of sorted myself out enough to think I am ready to date again. And then when I started dating and it was that shit, that was when I got that anger. And I was like, why? Like, it's his fault that I am in this position. And it was anger at myself as well. If I was a better girlfriend, if I had done this, if I had done that, if Mm -hmm. I had been more lovable, he would have been able to marry me. And then I wouldn't be in this position. But I that anger was very delayed for me because I was just so fucked that I, I couldn't even process that for a long time. Yeah, I feel like when you hit the anger stage, that's when you're starting to heal as well. Like yeah. the sadness stage is obviously you're you're feeling every part of it. I think when you start to be like, fuck you, how dare you? Mm. That's when you're like, you're coming out of the other side of it. That's when you're like, oh, okay, if I fucking hate them now. Yeah. That's it starts. That's the start of the healing process for me anyway. No, I get you. And I think that might be right. And the thing like, like you said, it makes you feel a bit sick thinking about it because I don't really tend to think about the breakup and how I was afterwards too much because obviously it's really shit yeah but I I genuinely think I had the sadness and I had like a lot of panic like I was just like this can't Mm -hmm. be happening to me like this I can't this I cannot live through this I cannot get through this like I can't I had a lot of that and I think I had that for about well I mean it took me a while the first time I slept with someone afterwards was in the August so it's like eight Mm. months later 
because before yeah. that I just couldn't even it just I just couldn't I just couldn't even think about it and yeah. I mean I think me being like an absolutely depressed chaotic mess was probably wasn't the biggest turn on for men either <laughs> yeah maybe not <laughs> yeah I don't think I actually really started to be able to heal until I slept with someone else that was a big thing for me I was like I just need the last person I slept with to not be him now oh I definitely did the same like you know there's the the old adage of to get over someone get under someone like that's yeah. and I I knew that that's something I've always used as like an emotional like muffler <laughs> like to just block out the sounds a little bit so I knew pretty much as soon yeah. as he moved out and the kids were going to him I was like fuck it I'm getting back on the apps I just need to get laid yeah yeah I think one of the things that was quite difficult for me as well like an added level was the fact that both of us and as a couple had had quite a big platform on Instagram so when we did break mm-hmm. up there was like there was speculation as to why and very wrong speculation for the most part um the mm. you know the certain gossip site very much pinned it all on me and were writing some fucking awful things about me to be fair which when you're already going through the emotional turmoil and absolute breakdown of your life um mm. yeah reading strangers on the internet basically discussing how it's because you're an awful person you don't know how to support a partner really they were basically do they were saying what my brain was saying and I was reading it as a form of like emotional self-harm because it meant yeah it was it was agreeing with the worst thoughts that I have and that is that was not fun (laughs) I just can't believe people do that it's one thing to have an like a thought Mm -hmm. or an opinion but to actually write it on a website like that with the intention of that person reading it well it just I'll, I'll never understand that fucking awful that's the thing like we were always like you know gossip about with your mates like who gives a shit everyone does that we know that like everyone has a bitch mm. about everyone but it's putting it out there publicly when somebody is going through something yeah. so horrific and mm. yeah it was really it was really tough and that just added a whole other layer of like I was like it made me feel like I definitely was to blame and that I was a bad person. And mm. it was something that I didn't feel like, first of all, I should need to. And second of all, I wanted to speak about publicly because at the end of the day, he is the father. It's not public. And he is the father of my child. It's not public And thing, at some yeah. point, my kids are going to see things that I've written on the internet. And I'm not going to slay mm. their dads publicly ever, no matter what, because that's not fair on the kids. How did the breakup affect mm-hmm. like those around you? Obviously, the kids, friends. Yeah, it was. I mean, the kids was obviously the main worry and concern throughout. Mm-hmm. I think at first it didn't seem to really affect them, but as it's gone on, like it's been more noticeable. You know, going between different houses, things like that, is always going to affect kids, and then people moving on and like new relationships and things like that. Like it is really tough on kids Mm -hmm. because it all just it's a lot isn't it like yeah you know I come from uh, a broken home (laughs) and and I'm fine so it'll be great I'm sure (laughs) no daddy issues here (laughs) not a single one (laughs) but they have been they have been really resilient and that has just been my number one priority throughout and I'm still constantly checking myself on that and Mm -hmm. taking stock on where they're at and stuff um I think for my friends it was pretty fucking tough because we were both part of one big friendship group yeah and it was a pretty awkward thing to like 
for everyone to be able to talk about it because obviously you want to rant at your friends and call your ex a prick um but when those friends are also friends with your ex it kind of it can make it a bit tough yeah I mean I think that it was how we kind of bonded I think it kind of helped you talking to me because I did have the luxury of knowing him but I wasn't one Mm. of those people that it was awkward because I was a really good friend of his. Yeah, there was a bit more distance there. Yeah, so I think I was almost the perfect mix. I knew him enough that you didn't have to explain the backstory. I knew what had gone down. I knew what sort of person he was. Yeah. But you also could kind of rant to me. And also, like we said, we I'd been through something very similar. So I yeah. was a year down the line with it. Yeah, we definitely really bonded in that, in that time. Like, you kind of knew what I needed as well because you'd done it. Like, yeah. I, remember, I remember you were texting me, like, every day, and instead of just being like, how are you? Which is such an open-ended question no one can ever answer. Mm. You literally, like, asked for a rating scale every day. And I loved that, because it really, it really did help, because I didn't have to explain anything. I didn't have no. to be like, well, I'm a bit shit because of this. It was literally no. just like, yeah, today's a three. And you'd be like, okay, cool. And like, like okay, well, you, do you want to talk about it? We and if you're like, no, I could be yeah. like, okay. But, but in the back of my mind, I knew it was a three day. So I was yeah. like, but then I would leave it for a bit and then I'd send you like a stupid meme or something, <laughs> just something. I, I wanted some yeah. form of communication, but I think that's one of the things with breakups. A lot of people don't know what to do because do there isn't really anything anyone can do. No. Like, it's not anybody else's job to help you either. Like obviously your friends love you and they want to help, but, but it's not their responsibility mm. but I was very much like I just want some form of communication with you it doesn't have to be about what's happened it doesn't have to be about anything yeah. but I just wanted a stream of communication because I knew that even when I couldn't be asked to speak to people it did make me feel a bit better but yeah. I think a lot of the reason I couldn't be bothered to talk to people is because I had so much stuff in my head and it was just all so loaded and I was like oh I haven't got one single straight down the line thought in my brain because I'm yeah. just so all over the place it's hard so when someone's going do you like this meme look at this TikTok video yeah look at go, this ha, funny ha, ha. cat yeah like and I knew that was what I needed yeah 100% it's yeah you were very much a rock through that so thanks I wouldn't have got no through without you honestly and also obviously there's the whole joint families thing so when you've been together that long and you've got kids together like mm. even though we weren't married you know each other's family is an in-law situation so mm. you're not just losing that person you're losing a whole half a family and some friends and it's weird as fuck do you know what for me that is that was one of the biggest things for me because I absolutely loved my well still do my ex's family and I got along with them so well and yeah. it absolutely broke my heart 10 times over all over again that, mm. that I had lost them as well yeah 100% well, Bab, was that was it all similar sort of things for you? How it affected the people around you? Was it was it different? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I was lucky that I didn't have the children aspect because that's just so tough. I completely appreciate that. Um, so for me, it was a lot more friends, like my sister. Yeah. Um, I mean, my friend Gav was absolutely brilliant. Like he literally. Yeah when my ex was still like packing his shit the day it happened I remember ringing Gav and just like fucking screaming some shit down the phone I don't even know what I said to him. Uh, and we have this joke all the time so there's twice in my life that I've rung Gav because obviously we normally whatsapp there's twice in my life that I've rung Gav yeah. and it's been like some bad shit has gone down 
and both times he obviously hasn't expected it. So he's answered the phone in a really stupid way and he's been like, hello. And I've been like, he's <laughs> freaking out. And he's like, oh my God. So he did that when obviously this breakup happened and then he did it again earlier in this year when something else happened. And now we've got this thing where I was just saying, if I ever ring you, which I rarely do, you say hello normally. <laughs> yeah, assume it's something bad. Um, but yeah, so Gav came and got me and took me back to his. And yeah. I, again, I can't really remember. I think I was maybe at Gav's for a couple of days and literally it was like they were looking after a baby. I remember... Mm-hmm. Andy, Gav's husband, forcing me to eat breakfast. I can't remember what day it was. I think the, the day after that Monday morning, I don't think they did. And then on the Tuesday, Andy was like, right, you're not leaving to go to work until you've eaten breakfast. And like forcing me to have like a slice of toast. Like, do you know things like that? It, it was yeah. real, like real, I can't look after myself. In my head, he's literally there with like a spoon of oatmeal. Like, here comes the air. Pretty, do you know what? It was it was the next best thing. Yeah. And I rem- there's one memory I've got of sitting in Gav's front room watching a film. And I obviously was just paying no attention to this film. Mm. And I remember Gav, I kept seeing Gav looking at me out the corner. This, this makes me feel really upset when I think about it because of how much I know it affected him. But I remember seeing Gav looking at me out the corner of my eye and I didn't even realise I was doing it, but I was so like agitated and panicked and wound up that I was like really like moving my foot, like really intensely. Like, and I remember Gav just put his hand on my foot to like stop it. And I remember looking at him and he just kind of looked at me and gave me this little smile. And in his face, I was like, he's so fucking sad for me. He's so sad for me. Yeah. And I think something that makes me sad, the reason I'm even getting a little bit upset now is because it just affected them so much. It was nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. And he was so worried about me. He really, I mean, there were loads of friends that were so worried about me, but Gav really saw the, the ins and outs of that and how bad it yeah. got. And I probably my biggest regret was not being able to pull myself together enough to make them okay do you know what I mean I know that sounds weird but like yeah but in that moment like that's exactly what he was there for like Gav was fucking amazing with I mean he was amazing Mm. when when we broke up as well um Mm. but it was you know with with you guys breaking up like Gav was the one who made sure we all knew what had happened and to sort Mm. of like let like he got the message out for you, didn't he? So you didn't yeah, have to be faced yeah, with that. I just like, mm. yeah, it was him that made sure like that no one was sort of texting you, being like, "Oh, do you two want to come out for dinner? Or should we do mm. like a double date?" Like he was incredible, and he knows that. And like, yeah, it, it did affect him, but you can't look back on that and feel guilt because that is what the people in our life sh- should be there for. You yeah, know? yeah. He's and it was, I will, I will never, ever be able to thank anyone. It was like, mm-hmm. obviously, Gavin Andy took it to the next level of just literally looking after me. And what really helped was, obviously, in the March, so like three months later, COVID happened. Yeah. Um, so it, it was really hard for me because I had, I had no choice but to deal with it. I yeah. had so much time on my own to just think about it obviously I was having therapy and then that ended up having to be on zoom um so I would have these really intense like therapy appointments and then click a button and then I would be in my bedroom on my own like yeah uh, it was just really hardcore and I couldn't didn't have the luxury of being able to go 
and spend time with friends, mm-hmm. go out and get pissed. Yeah, that's just the thing. all of the standard things you do. I, I couldn't do any of them. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest thing is really, really appreciating therapy because, God, if I didn't have that person to talk to. Oh, my God. It's literally, it's life-saving. Like, it should be more accessible. I hate that it's not. Can you hear that weather? Yeah, is that rain? <laughs> Jesus. See, there are some downsides to living facing the sea. Like, it's not all sunshine and surfing. Sometimes you're in a hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I think for me it was just, I've got loads of friends um like obviously you there were so many people everyone and I remember the biggest thing for me was very quickly I think even like the night that it happened and I got whisked away to Gab's house all I kept saying the only thing I just kept repeating to everyone is I just want to be a year down the line I just want to fast forward the next year yeah because I knew I knew that whether I tried to or not no matter what I did time heals and I will just feel better in a year's Mm -hmm. time but I was like I cannot even contemplate how I'm going to get through this next year and I wish I would have given anything to just fast forward past all of that Mm. and that was I just wished my life away that first year I was just desperate for every day it was just waking up and getting through it so it, it would be another day down I wasn't really living it was just kind of I'm waking up purely to go to work and I'm just getting everything out of the way so I can just go back to sleep and then another day's done. That was how I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, literally, you're just just trying to get past the next bit. Do you remember on like almost exactly a year after my breakup, I saw that TikTok that was like, the guy you're crying over today, you'll be crying over a different one a year from now. And I literally (laughs) was crying over a different guy. And I was like, "Oh, TikTok, fuck you!" Oh, so God. let's 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 wait and see in um in October 2023, which <laughs> little prick is making me cry. Then it better not be Voldemort. Let's put it that way. Well, that's who was making me cry. This one, wasn't it? Oh yeah, oh, fucker. So when you guys broke up, mm-hmm. is there anything you did that you like <laughs> really regret? Like communication-wise, is there anything you did that you think made it a fuck ton worse on yourself and probably on him? Oh, is there anything that you did that you think made it easier as well? I doubt the latter one, but you know. Um, I mean, I am ashamed to say, but I know everyone's done it, that there was a few drunk text occasions. Of course. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, my biggest regret is that just before um, I moved, he had to come over to our flat that mm-hmm. I was obviously still staying in and we had to go through all of our belongings like literally things like fucking who was taking the knives and forks and the plates and the cups and oh, just all Jesus. of our crap that we'd accumulated over the three years of living together um so we had a full day he was there all day and we got along so well yeah it was really fun um and I realized now looking back that I was so uh I don't, I don't know how to describe it I was almost manic that yeah. day like I thought I was fine and I really wasn't. And it was almost like, that's the only way I can describe it. It was like manic. It mm-hmm. was like OTT friendly, OTT laughy and jokey. And it was like, I was so broken that it was like the best acting performance of my life. Well, you probably were manic though. Like that is a sign yeah. of depression. Like you probably yeah. were on the manic side. Genuinely. Like I think to the point where, I don't know, obviously I've never spoken about it, but I think maybe even my ex was a bit like, what the fuck is going mm. on here? You know what I mean? And 
it was just it was I'm glad that I didn't do the whole I'm gonna make this as hard as possible yeah thing but I think in terms of for me it was just as unhealthy yeah and it was just I think that's probably one of my main regrets that I was just so like hyper focused on it being okay because I was so nervous about that day I was so worried about it yeah that it was almost like watching someone have like an actual nervous breakdown in front of your eyes if you know like when I look back at you now <laughs> so that is exactly what we're looking at <laughs> yeah. you were having a nervous breakdown yeah so it wasn't it's nothing that I'm like particularly embarrassed about um it just is what it is but I think it's it's sad for me to look back on that day because I wanted it to be so fine mm-hmm. but I just think it goes to show how unwell I was at the time to be honest I was really super unwell I think I did a lot of that as well like I made it a lot easier on him than I think I wish I had like looking back like I'm like do you know what sometimes I wish I had been a fucking arsehole to you because mm. like why was I so I don't even know what the word is like like the <laughs> pushover is the word comes to mind but that's not actually what I mean but I like I definitely made it easier to leave me than it should have been because the like, thing is I think you. we both we both had the situation where we didn't want the relationships to end and we were both still in love with that person and I think when you're in that situation you do you don't want to upset them you don't want to be mean to them even though they deserve it yeah um I mean I know certainly for me my stupid little messed up mind was thinking if I am funny and friendly and he likes spending time with me and it's really easy like I wanted him to leave that day and be like Mm. what have I done look at the day we've just spent together like we was having such a nice time I've made a huge mistake that was the route that was the path I was hoping we would go down um and I certainly thought that if I was a complete arsehole about it it'd just be like well she's a bitch anyway so I've made the right decision like fuck off so because obviously (laughs) my I always wanted him back um so yeah that was certainly why I did that yeah which I get I totally get that it's interesting now because like thinking about it this is kind of going off topic a little bit but it's not like us yeah just it's just really interesting that this far down the line like obviously it's been nearly three years now and I just so desperately wanted him back. And I had all these like really romanticized um, ideas of our relationship and how we weren't perfect, but we were perfect for each other, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, and it was actually a really toxic relationship. After having conversations with people, it was. I was really codependent on him yeah. because like trust issues that he'd given me from the start of our relationship. It was actually a really unhealthy relationship and it was probably for the best now. Rom-coms have got a fucking lot to answer for because mm-hmm. that idea of like passion is a good thing. Like there's always the big breakup and then they always come back to you and you'll have your happy ever after and all this bullshit. Like we are mm. so as women like taught that the man that's going to be the man of our dreams, he is going to be flawed and he's going to be horrible to you, but you're going to fix him and make it better. Men and men and men. And he's going to leave you. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and he's going to leave back. you and then he will come back. Yeah, yeah. He'll be outside your house with a boombox or he'll come running up to you at the airport and all that fucking yeah. bullshit, patriarchal crap. And on that note... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you don't see. The thing is, with the whole Cinderella story, you don't see afterwards where she's shacked up with exactly. him in her house having arguments all the time because she doesn't fucking trust him. Like, you yeah, don't see what, that bit, Literally. 
no you don't like, literally just now when you were saying about the breakup and being like well you know neither has wanted that breakup and we're both still so in love like I felt like such a physical like I wanted to argue that with you be like no 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 because now looking back mm. I'm like fuck thank god that relationship ended like it's been so much healthier yeah. for me since like I'm mm. finally in a place where I, I like myself for fuck's sake but that was not something that I have felt in and not just in that relationship in any relationship and for most of my life yeah. I haven't had that confidence in who I am and who I want to be mm. so now like when like it's, I find it really difficult to talk about a former relationship and talk about the fact that it was something I wanted because now from my healthier viewpoint I'm like fuck yeah. that was bad <laughs> yeah so the age-old question Mia Mia fantastic what yes. did you do that made you feel better or what did other people do that made you feel better I mean what did I do that made me feel better was getting attention from random men on random apps and mm-hmm. having very meaningless sex to be honest and that's probably not the healthiest way to deal with anything but it helped for a minute and it helped build up my confidence again and made me feel less um rejected by making me feel desirable again that was my sort of main (laughs) coping mechanism Mm -hmm. um, which in itself you know has its problems and stuff that I've also had to like figure out better but for a minute it worked one thing that my friend Lex did which was genuinely like such a lovely thing it was when um where he was in the process of moving out she mm-hmm. I'd bought myself some new pillows for the bed that I like put away and wouldn't put on the bed until he'd moved out and then Lex sent me mm-hmm. a new like set of bed sheets so I had like a whole fresh oh. bed so I could like start making the house mine like the bed was mine not ours anymore and it was such like yeah. a small thing but it actually made such a difference, like mm. sort of doing little things that weren't there before, while he was. Yeah. It's really nice. And it was such like a kind gesture. Yeah. Like I really, really appreciated that. I liked that a lot. Cheers. Well done, Lex. I know. She's a good egg, isn't she? Let's she's try not egg. to scare the dog in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you? Is there stuff you look back on now and you're like, doing that was actually such a good healing process this is a hard one because it's all quite blurry I mean we all know how much I love a bath um yeah and, and at the point when I was living in our flat but my ex had gone <laughs> I think I think my record on like one Saturday or something was like seven baths in one day because <laughs> <laughs> I had this thing where I, I don't know why every time I got in the bath I felt a bit better I don't know why yeah and then, but well, what on is like, cleansing, isn't it? Well, and on days like that, I would get out of the bath and then get dry and then go and sit in the front room and be like, oh, fucking hell, that my non life is shit. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to get back in the bath again because I felt better <laughs> 10 minutes ago when I was in the bath. And I ended up doing that seven times. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so, baths, and I mean, obviously, the thing that genuinely saved my life was therapy. Genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I had like the opposite with therapy annoying me because I was in therapy. Um, and then once you broke up I couldn't afford it anymore so that was a bit of a shitter I remember one week I've been talking to my therapist and we'd been talking about like couples counseling stuff and she was saying she thinks it's a really good idea Mm. and then like the next week we'd broken up and I literally like got on zoom therapy with her Mm. she was like so how's your wake been and I was like oh mate (laughs) (laughs) well listen to this and she was just like what the fuck but her like response to it and how shocked she was really allowed me to actually feel what I was feeling because I think Mm. I'm really bad at 
minimizing my own feelings towards people mm. like i'm not i'm not good at being like hi i'm having a shit time help me out here mm. um i tend to mask very very well mm. um which is why you asking me on a rating every day was so important because at least someone knew when i was in a shit place mm. but yeah her sort of being like what the fuck this is huge this is such a shock this is awful like you are so justified in all your feelings mm. that even though it was right at the start really helped like I had that clarification you know within the week of it happening and I think that was massive see I definitely got that from therapy as well I think my biggest thing was I have a tendency to explain the situation and then go and it made me feel like this but I know that's stupid or yeah. it made me feel like this but I, I know that's just me being silly I know I'm just being dramatic I know I'm being too much of xyz mm-hmm. and my therapist would always be like are you joking (laughs) like no yeah what has happened to you is fucking awful and it's allowed to be awful you don't have to explain something awful and then be like but it's my own fault or but I'm stupid for thinking that she's like just yeah just just tell me how you feel and button it because you don't have to justify why you feel like that afterwards you never do like in any situation either your response to any situation is justified because it's your response to that situation and that's something that therapy really taught me because I Mm. yeah like I said I really do try and hide it I push it down and I don't like I don't want to bother anyone else with my bullshit almost but it's not bullshit it's it's allowed and it's normal and everyone it's completely you know we all do that thing we all do that thing of like well they're going through something awful so my stuff isn't as bad as their stuff and like Mm. yeah on the scale of things sure sometimes it isn't but that doesn't make your response to things any less valid and any less important and here ends my TED talk yeah thanks that was perfect yes that was perfect I keep forgetting about that button. It's the best thing that's ever happened. We need that in real life. We need that in real life. Like when we're getting emotional, just so we can smack a ballpark button. Yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. Thank you very much. I think it's been, how do you feel having spoken about it? Because I know we don't often revisit it. I certainly don't revisit it to this extent a lot. No, me either. Like I've not really, and this is like, this makes me sound like I think I'm a fucking celebrity but like this is the first time I've really discussed any of it publicly Mm. um and actually it does feel quite cathartic and I feel like you know I've only told my side of things I'm not gonna neither of us are here to try and make our exes look bad or ruin their reputation yeah we're not trying to do that I mean they're just they've they made a decision that was right for them at the time and it's always going to be a decision that was wrong for the other person it happens every day it's no one actually I mean I think it was right for me well yeah it was actually right for all of us but I mean we were quite lucky that there was no like cheating or anything like that it wasn't like some really mad bad uh breakups was it it was just it was pretty it was traumatic but they were pretty there was no like major disrespect from either side and if there had been we would have been tearing them a new one in this podcast so (laughs) they're lucky (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah that's the extent of our trauma i'm (laughs) kind of glad we had this discussion because i feel like I certainly, when I was going through this, there was never really anything that helped like talking to someone that had been really through it. So I don't know if there's anyone listening to this that is going through like a really shitty breakup, please use us as an example, because even though we are both chaos, (laughs) 
um, we've managed to kind of scrape through it and we're a lot better and anyone listening to this will be you like my favorite thing the thing that really helped me mm-hmm. was the little comment that I kind of made up myself I'm, I'm doing this thing like you know where celebrities reckon they've like invented something and they blatantly haven't <laughs> I don't know if I made this up but I think that I may have no but I was just like whether you actively try to heal to get better or whether you do absolutely nothing, even if you just lay in bed and cry every second of every day, mm-hmm. you just will eventually feel better. Yeah. And I knew I didn't have to feel guilty that I wasn't actively going out and trying to meet people and work through my trauma on days when I just felt like absolute dog shit and I could not stop crying. It didn't matter Yeah. because you will just feel better regardless of whatever you do and just use that little bit to get you through because that's what got me through on the days that were so bad that I couldn't even speak I was just like just all all my only responsibility was going to sleep and making sure I woke up the next morning that was all I had to do and it worked oh my god so I was thinking the other day I've got a really good idea for the podcast oh yeah go on should we do fuck Mary kill (laughs) holy shit how do you come up with these things Ugh, honestly, couldn't do this without you. <laughs> oh my god, we are so funny. I can't even deal with it. Oh, I love us too much. <laughs> right, okay. Am I going first this time, or are you? I think you go, go first. first this time. Oh. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> you go first. Also, would you like to tell the listeners why we won't be selecting from size uh, today? I was fiddling with the cards, and I absent-mindedly shuffled them all together. So now they've just got one pack of cards again. Do you know what? I don't think anyone's going to remember that it was no, two. So anyone gives a shit, no. <laughs> okay, right. Are you going to pick for me? Oh, no. I'm just going to pull out three then. Yeah. All right, fine. So my first one is... Ellen DeGeneres. Ooh, cancel. Yes. Number two. Darth Vader. <laughs> Lol. And number three. James Corden. Ah! The most... Ca- like, two of the most cancelled people of That's all time. That's such a bad selection oh that is such I, a bad selection but Shit, it's gonna man. be fun for me oh for christ's sake all right this is pretty easy actually uh, is it yeah kill james right. gordon because okay not. uh fuck ellen uh and marry darth vader because he's got a sexy voice do you know what's interesting about that what so last week you said that you didn't fancy simba you fancied mufasa i've got a feeling yeah. it's the same voice actor what Darth Vader is also Mufasa? Hang on. Cannot be. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. James L. Jones. Wow, James L. Jones. I'm your girl. It's a good little factoid, that. That is. So, yeah, okay. Mm. My, that's my decision. That was bish bash bosh. It's weird that you find it easier when they're all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just used to terrible men. Well, we know no, that. Women. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey. Right. Hey you now. ready for yours? I'm so fucking ready. So ready. Okay. Number one, <laughs> Conor McGregor. Ooh. Ew. Number two, <gasps> Amy Winehouse. <gasps> She's literally in the background of your video. She is. Number three, Mike Tyson. Oh, wow, we're going boxers then. <gasps> oh yeah. Oh, all right. Kill McGregor. Oh, what? He just seems like a bit of a twat. Isn't he a right prick? Or am I thinking of a different mm, one? 
Uh, I think he oh, is. I, think, I think I'm thinking of Tyson Fury. No, Tyson Fury is nice. He's a nice boy. I mean, I don't follow. Are they both boxers or are they UFC? I, I don't, don't know. I don't care. Anyway, yeah, fuck it. Kill McGregor, marry Amy, fuck Mike Tyson. Just to see. Just to see what? <laughs> I don't know. Just to see. Oh, actually, though, imagine him dirty talking in that little voice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that little voice. That was easy. Cool. It was easy. Thanks, everyone. Cool. Good chat, mate. Yeah, cool. Bye then. Yeah, bye. Hope we didn't depress you too bad. Yeah. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> such a nerd. I'm a professional. Thank you. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. I'm good actually podcast. See you next week. Bye.